Welcome back to Without a Doubt, the podcast, the podcast where we celebrate living life authentically and organically as ourselves. We're the ones who believe in creating our own paths and living our truths out loud. Join in on an honest and open conversation about self-discovery and growth. I'm your girl, Mad, your host, and a bird lady. And if you hear my bird chirping in the background today, it's because she's chilling in my office. I'm your new sprinkle of reality, and I'm here to remind you that it's okay to do life different, that you don't have to be what is expected of you, and that your happiness, it matters. And yes, even us baddies who know this need this reminder too. We made it to episode 14A, and we're moving into our final month of the year, which means I still have like four more episodes to go, but I'm just not really ready for 2024. This year flew by, and I just don't feel like I accomplished all that I wanted to so far. I think this is also the first year I didn't feel burnt out, though. And this may truthfully be the first year I feel like I didn't do enough. Growing up, my mom always told me that I burnt the candle at both ends. Guilty. I know this about myself, and maybe... That's why I turned a page this year and attempt to stay more cool, calm, and collected. But maybe this is also why I just feel like I'm behind in some of my goals. I mentioned this on a podcast earlier, and it's okay that I feel this way. It was a year realization for me. I've always had multiple jobs up until 2020. And then in 2020, I became a freelance entrepreneur with my hands in multiple baskets, with eggs everywhere. I do like it better this way. I have more freedom. And... That comes with a price, and at times that's financial insecurity, which I'm working better to achieve in a more constant manner. I find that in times of hustle, which I am the queen at, and I've said that I'm learning to lean more into a different direction, I tend to burn myself out, and I burn myself to a crisp. I'm a little burnt, black piece of burnt toast, and I crumble at even a thought. I nap more during these times, I'm a bigger bitch, and honestly, I'm not happy. My universe also starts to feel like a burnt piece of toast. And with burnout, the one thing that may come to mind in life is like work burnout or literally just life burnout. But there's a ton of different feelings that revolve around this space of burnout. And I'm going to share why we do this to ourselves, how to find a happy medium, and how to propel ourselves out of the total burnout so we can just avoid this shit altogether. Burnout is a state of chronic physical and emotional exhaustion that's often caused by prolonged periods of stress and overwork. It can have a significant effect on your mental health. And when you experience burnout, you might start to feel overwhelmed. You might feel emotionally drained, detached from your work, or maybe even your personal life. And this may also lead you into experience symptoms like anxiety, depression, irritability, and difficulty concentrating. That happens to me most of the time. Burnout negatively will impact your overall well-being and it'll lead you to decreased productivity, hello naps, strained relationships, and even physical health problems. And it's important to recognize the signs of burnouts and take these steps to address it, like seeking support from friends, family, professionals, practicing self-care, setting boundaries, and finding healthy ways to manage stress, all the things we're going to talk about during this episode. So let's get right into this. First of all, I'm going to jump right into work burnout. Careers, job seeking, loyalty, all of these things will cause work burnout. In my opinion, the easiest burnout. Why? Because we need money to live. Money makes the world go round. Working is how we make money. And money is how we feed ourselves, clothe ourselves, and home ourselves. And some of us, we have higher positions like owners, managers, recruiters. Maybe you have a salary and then that's based off commissions and sales and that's how you get paid, which means the more time you put into your job, the more money you're likely to make which is gonna definitely lead you into a better financial state, but working more will take a toll on your personal life and working longer hours, 
or putting that time into something that you don't necessarily love will create feelings of fatigue in your workplace. Burnout in the workplace is common and it happens when we start to experience chronic work-related stress and exhaustion. It has detrimental effects on where we are in life and at work and it often arises from factors just from like excessive workload, working longer hours, lack of control or autonomy, unclear job expectations, or even a lack of support or recognition at work. Maybe this is one of the things that has you shaking your head, yes, I get it, I know it, and I'm a loyal employee, or I was a loyal employee at all the places I've ever worked. Anywhere I work, I usually get overly vested in that place. And you might be like me too. I usually bring more to the table than what I'm expected to bring. I do my job, I do it well. And when you start to do something well, you become an asset and that can be taken advantage of. It definitely happens. Your value will be noted. And as much as I hate to say this, your job, your place of work, whatever, will abuse the loyalty and make you feel like you're needed when they're under the wire. But this will burn you out. And I mean it. You'll end up working more hours, using more brain power, exhausting your creativity, and then you'll end up with the same fucking paycheck. Yeah, yeah. And then you get burnt out, and then you decide you need time off. Oh, and then suddenly they tell you you can't have time, you can't get paid time off because you need the time off, or your place of employment manipulates and convinces you at how great you are, and you end up just going into work. Trust me, this has happened to me. I worked at a fitness studio where I was originally hired as a sales girl with the intention of moving into coaching. However, I was a great sales girl. I hated it, but I was great at it. And I was also great at customer service. So they basically kept me on desk duty to benefit that. And when they were in a tight spot and had to fire one of their fitness coaches, I was pushed into certification to coach, which I was stoked about, by the way. And then I was told I had to keep doing desk duty and coaching. And that just was a lot. Eventually, I worked my way out of that double duty into solely coaching, and at that point, I was just overly zealous to coach, meaning I was picking up classes left and right and being asked to coach all hours of the day and sub all different times, and that led me to get sick and basically feeling dismal and absent-minded in classes while coaching. Like, how the fuck did I get out of that mindset? Well, I started saying no to open classes, and then I found a schedule that I could work with despite my early mornings and random coaching hours. I started creating boundaries around my max number of classes. And then I realized what my max was for hours I wanted to work. And then that burnout happened. I found a schedule that I could work with despite the early mornings and the random coaching hours. And then I started creating boundaries around my max number of classes and hours. Burnout will happen fast and it will lead you down a road of hating your job. I know it. I've been there. When we experience this burnout, we start to exhibit signs such as decreased motivation, increased cynicism, negativity towards work, reduced productivity, and higher rates of absenteeism. This can lead to decreased job satisfaction, increased overall turnover rates for your place of employment, and performance of that place. And this held most true. I would be coaching classes and talking and and coaching through, but then I was thinking to myself about golf and other random shit that wasn't even about the class. Like my mind was not there even though my body was. Not all of these workplaces foster a positive environment. Rather, a lot of businesses aren't really gonna be worried about your well-being. They have money to make, they have bills to pay, and I've heard this so many times, everyone is replaceable. Side note, that is correct. But not everyone is gonna be you. Not everyone will perform, no one's gonna get the job done like you, no one might be as great as you. But we all do have talents, skills, and different aptitudes that make us who we are. So don't forget that next time somebody tells you that at your job. Like, yeah, I am replaceable, but I am who I am, and you can't replace me. Burnout at the gym can happen. And this is another big one. It's when we we become creatures of habit. 
especially at the gym. That's going to lead us into boredom. Why? Because most of us don't really know what to do. So we start taking classes, following the same routines, and then we just stick with the fucking basics. In order to avoid burnout and gym boredom, I think it's important to just cross train. I was a fitness coach for over six years and a group fitness girly for over 10, finding classes, routines, and seeking out new movements, being well-rounded and well-versed in how you work out are gonna help you feel better and get away from feelings of disengagement at the gym. It's so good to try new things. And this is gonna lead you to learning new things about yourself. Once again, building your confidence. I was once overweight, size 16, but I was a runner. I ran three miles all all the time and I was actually one of the bigger girls and that was the biggest I'd ever been. My friend introduced me into group fitness classes and then my entire journey pivoted. I got into classes like spin, weight training, lifting, Pilates, hot yoga, just hit classes and overall every class is different and they showed me parts of myself that I didn't even know existed. They pushed me to limits further than I knew than I knew that created excitement for me to come back. But then when you're constantly doing the same class, the same routine, the same sets, you know what's coming. It's hard to find excitement when the mundane routine is on repeat. Venturing out, cross training, adding new little things in is how you're gonna find the caveat you need to bypass that burnout. What about creative burnout? Ay, 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 this is me, really. As humans, we're constantly seeking out our next accomplishment, next viral video, next big thing. It's like a chase. And that gets exhausting. Creating happens naturally when inspiration encompasses you. If you're working and always creating, you start to feel like I'm always doing the same thing, the same shit. Self-doubt creeps in, your last failure starts swirling around in your mind, and then better yet, you just start feeling burnt out about life, and yeah, this happens. If this is you where you start feeling burnt out about life, make sure you're taking a step back from everything that you can. I know that's not always easy, but Burnt out in life will creep heavy into your creativity. And I know I'm most creative when I'm happy and feeling free. But creating also makes me feel happy and free. It's like a double-edged sword. I don't really create when I'm feeling lackluster and blah. In the last 50 days, this podcast and writing out my brain onto notes is basically what has been the creating for me. I usually make video content and I'm not really inspired. My life, everything just feels burnt out. Mostly from world state but also just in a general idea where I'm wanting to go because I start questioning if the life I'm creating is actually gonna get me to success. I'm burnt out from trying not to be stuck in the the life matrix. Naturally, I'm a creator, a creator of my own path, and yes, that can get exhausting, but I can't allow my mind and my brain to take over the sparks of creating art, writing videos, and upcycled reworking projects. I know doing this stuff is what sparks my soul, but our soul also needs that spark. So here's a few little things and tips for avoiding how to get out of burnout, which is gonna require a combination of self-care, boundaries, seeking support. There's a lot of things. So let's get into, I think I have seven of them. Number one, you gotta recognize and acknowledge your burnout. Number one, that's the first thing, right? Self-awareness is crucial for taking steps in the right direction towards recovery. Step one, in all aspects of life, is usually making the first step to change. Two, you need to take a break. I said this before. Allow yourself to break from whatever you can, whatever work thing, any other signs of stress. Take the time off. If possible, you need to rest and recharge. You can use that time to engage in whatever you find is enjoyable and whatever you think is actually gonna get you to relax. For me, I think that's getting into nature, going for a walk, sunshine on my mind, it's always there. Do you know what you love to do? Well, do that. And I'm very well aware resting is super hard for you. You're like, Madison, I don't know how to do that. You have to learn to rest in order to recharge and be an active participant of humanity. Three, you need to make sure you're prioritizing self-care. 
Focus on taking care of your physical and your mental health, ensuring you're getting enough sleep, eating nutritious foods, engaging in regular exercise, movement, whatever you call it, incorporating activities that bring you joy and help you unwind, such as whatever hobbies, hot yogas for me, spending time with your loved ones. I really need to get back to hot yoga. (laughs) But make time for it. Find an accountability buddy if you have a hard time. Go check out my podcast about accountability or just set an activity you look forward to doing. That is a great way to get excited and avoid the burnout. Number four, boundaries. You gotta set them, baby. Establish the clear boundaries between work and personal life. Learn to say no to things that are gonna contribute to burnout. Delegating tasks if you need, communicating your limits to your colleagues or work or your family. Decide if that's really worth your energy and move in a way that keeps your head above water. You've gotta keep treading. Five, you're gonna seek support. We're gonna reach out to our friends and our family and our network for emotional support. This is why you have a circle. You cannot survive without your circle. Being alone does nothing for us as humans. We need others. So make sure you're you're going to who and what you need. And by that, I mean, go talk to a therapist. And I, I really, hone in hard on this because a therapist and a counselor are gonna provide you with guidance and help you develop coping strategies that work for you. Therapists are underrated, 100%. You can get an unbiased response on your ideas and let the professional people teach you some tools to aid in your well-being. Number six, make sure you're reevaluating your priorities and your goals, right? If you're constantly getting burnt out, you need to make sure you're reflecting on what's happening there. Start figuring out what values and what goals are important and then Figure out professionally, personally, assess what you can do to make the changes and then align those actions with the priorities. This is gonna really involve reassessing your workload. This is gonna be really hard because there are gonna be some things that are gonna feel like you're between a rock and a hard place. You might be even needing to seek a new opportunity or making adjustments in your career path. And ultimately, you're gonna have to decide if that's really how you wanna continue your life. Is it worth the burnout? Is it worth the life that you wanna lead? And number seven, you got to make sure you're practicing stress and management techniques, incorporating stress management into your daily routine, like mindfulness, meditation, deep breathing exercises, journaling, going for a walk or a run, whatever does your stress reduction for you. I think moving your body and getting that endorphin rush is super important. That'll do it for you too. Finding a release for your physical state is very necessary for stress management. Remember, recovering from burnout takes time and patience, and it's super important to be kind to yourself when and if you're seeking support. If these symptoms are getting worse or they're not going away, maybe you really need to consider seeking a healthcare professional for further guidance, because I'm not a doctor, not a life coach, or any sort of professional in that field. I'm just a podcaster with an opinion, and I'm a human living through experiences, and most of these are things that have worked for me. Life doesn't have to be as hard as it is. And I've learned this, so I'm here to remind you that you get to create a life that you want to live and you want to be a part of. Happiness should be the goal. Finding the little joys along the journey are the best ways for you to enjoy this life and avoid the burnout so that we can make it what it is. This is just a reminder also that you can catch this entire video on YouTube and follow along on Instagram at without a doubt the podcast. Give your girl a five-star review wherever you listen. Help your girl out and share this podcast. I would love you forever. Without a doubt, you are a badass. Don't you forget it. And I will see you next week. XOXO, your girl mad, signing off.